Good afternoon. Welcome to Midday Magazine for this Friday, October 7th. I'm Julie Hersey. And in local news, child care shortages are rampant in remote southeast Alaska. Last Saturday, a community coalition in Petersburg held a forum about child care shortages in town. Panel members talked about why child care is relevant and why the lack of it is a problem for everyone. KFSK's Rachel Cassandra has more. Community wellness specialist Becky Turland moderated a panel in the school auditorium. We have six people in here that agreed to be on our panels. The aim was to highlight Petersburg's child care shortage as a community issue, not just an issue for parents. At the event, Cher released data from their 2021 Petersburg Child Care Needs Survey. Cher is a coalition of community members and organizations working towards a healthy community. They received a little over 100 responses to their survey. About a third were child care workers and two-thirds were parents and caregivers. According to the survey, 44% of parents and caregivers currently don't work because of a lack of child care. Jim Floyd is on the Petersburg Planning Commission. He runs Hammer and Weekend grocery and hardware stores. He says child care affects his many employees. Groceries are essential, but we can't provide essential services because we don't have our workforce. And daycare or preschool or early child development is a huge part of that equation. Petersburg has a limited pool of potential child care employees, and child care centers have trouble retaining them. Over two years, the survey found an 81% turnover rate for child care workers. The top reasons listed were pay, work environment, and lack of benefits. According to the survey, the average hourly pay for child care workers is $12.72. That's well below the living wage. According to data from MIT, a living wage in Alaska for people without children is $16.72 an hour. Cami Gillen urged people in Petersburg to reframe their understanding of child care workers. Instead of thinking of them as babysitters, as they are teachers, they are professionals, they have done trainings, they spend more time in a day with my children than I do. Turlin asked panelists why they think early education for ages 0 to 4 doesn't get state or local funding. Rachel Etcher is a school counselor in Petersburg. She said it harkens back to older family structures. We used to have families be able to be supported on one income. And that is not um, reality for the majority of people in not just Petersburg, across our nation. Um, And so it used to be that there was one person at home taking care of the children until they were of school age. Turlin pointed out that the shortage is even harder on single parents. I know I'm a single parent and when my children are in there, I relied on it heavily. And it was a struggle to pay for childcare and pay for all the bills at home as well. So, Katie Homeland is vice president of the Petersburg School Board. She referenced the statewide report, Untapped Potential. So here's another stat. 61% of our low-income families experienced work changes due to their child care situation, while only 16% of our high-income families experienced that. Etcher said that early schooling is an important piece of the long-term mental health puzzle for all kids, especially those that experience trauma at home or elsewhere. When a kid has more relationships with people and those are strong and supportive and they're helping connect um, kids with other resources or their families with resources, 
then you're building a stronger support system around that um, child and they are going to build resilience and be able to um, kind of work through that trauma and decrease the chances of mental health concerns. Homeland is one of the members on Petersburg's Early Childhood Education Task Force. That's a new borough-run volunteer group addressing the local childcare shortage. She said that solutions may look different from what people expect. As we move into the future here in short-term goals and long-term planning, that community members keep an open mind about re-envisioning some use of spaces and program structures as well. And Petersburg sometimes is a place where, oh, this is how we've always done things. It's not working right now for childcare, so big ideas are going to happen. Several borough assembly members were present at the forum. Cherlin urged people to see childcare as a way to shape the future of Petersburg. Reporting in Petersburg, I'm Rachel Cassandra. Cher made a film about the childcare shortage, and it will be released on social media. Untapped Potential is Alaska's report on childcare's impact on the state workforce and economy, and you can find it on uschamberfoundation.org. Petersburg High School's volleyball team is hosting their first meet of the season this weekend against Juno Douglas High School. KFSK's Avery Herman Sakamoto caught up with head coach Jamie Cabral this week at practice. So how's this season going so far? Um, good. A lot of practicing so far. Um, and we get our first games this weekend against a very tough Juno Douglas team. Um, so it's going to be a good test to see where we are and what we need to work on for the rest of the season. But um, Juno Douglas has been practicing since August 4th because um, they're a 4A school. We have a little bit different season with us being in 2A. Um, but it, it's a good, uh, good time for us to play somebody else just to see where we're at and kind of progress to what we need to work on for the remainder of the season. Have you traveled at all yet this season? No, this is our first games of the year. And after after this weekend, things uh, get busy. The whole month of October is going to be really busy for the girls. Um, a lot of traveling, some home games mixed in in between, some midweek games um, up in Juneau for all our level teams. Um, so the, the heart of our season is coming up this month. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Uh, no, just looking forward to it. Um, first home games with uh, full capacity fans in a long time, so it's, it's going to be fun. And we're looking forward to it. And the girls are excited to not um, play each other anymore. They want to play somebody else. But uh, it'll be a good, good test for our kids because uh, Juno Douglas historically has been a really good program. That was Petersburg High School Volleyball Head Coach Jamie Cabral speaking with KFSK's Avery Herman Sakamoto. JV1 plays today at 4.15 this afternoon. JV2 will play at 5.45 and Varsity, the team, will be playing at 7.15 tonight. On Saturday, both courts will be set up for JV1 and JV2 at 8.30 in the morning and the Varsity teams will play at 10 in the morning. Following a couple of slow COVID years, Sitka businesses got a long-awaited boost this summer. While the surge in cruise tourism revived some traditional enterprises, it also inspired new businesses, from food carts to sustainable snorkeling. One Sitkin's entrepreneurial spirit took her in a curious direction, however, managing a distinctively offbeat vending machine. Catherine Rose has this report from Sitka. It's the last big cruise ship day of the season, and I'm out at the Sitka Sound Cruise Terminal. There are around 4,000 people in town today. I'd hoped to get out here earlier in the summer when it was a little busier, 
Today, the terminal feels empty, though every 10 minutes or so, a wave of tourists shuffle through, backpacks and umbrellas in tow. There are several businesses out here that cater to tourists. There are enough jewelers and the Sitka Fur Gallery being two of them. And they're not too busy today. Staff are standing around and chatting. There's a coffee shop here, a brewery too. But I gravitate toward a vending machine in the corner that drew me here in the first place. Use chip reader. How do I do that? Uh. Please select product. It's called the Curious Fisherman, and it's not full of the usual sort of candy and junk food, but things you wouldn't expect. Its owner is Tamara Kyle. I was born in Sitka, Alaska, moved between here in Port Townsend, Washington, and landed back here. I've been a commercial fisherman for a lot of my life. Uh, my husband and I own the fishing vessel Nona S. You sometimes see us selling fish off the dock. We market a little bit. For the last 14 years, Kyle has been fishing, parenting, and running a small jewelry business. She doesn't really slow down. Last year, she opened a mobile sauna that she rents out in the winter months. And for the summer, now, there's the curious fisherman. I feel like there's a lot of random ideas that I toy with in my head, and I couldn't tell you exactly when the vending machine idea first came to mind, but it's been something I've talked about being a fisherman when I'm away from town a lot. It's something that you could passively have placed and working. Then in January, one fell into her lap. Someone put a used vending machine on Facebook for sale and the little light in my head went off and was just like, oh, look, it's time. We need to jump on this opportunity and try it out. But what to sell was the question. She threw around a lot of ideas, a healthy food vending machine, maybe. But those were really hard to maintain. Maybe a vending machine for the bar scene full of gag gifts and games or maybe something catering to tourists, considering the record breaking potential cruise season. She cast the idea to the cruise terminal this spring, and they more than nibbled. They bit. So her machine has been posted up there since late May. There's um, squishy slugs, like little banana slugs that are just like slimy, or mustaches. Mini tarot readings and mini oracles, those have been popular. These, oh, I've created what I call a message in a bottle kit. So it comes like this in a little plastic with a little piece of a nautical chart so someone can take this out and either fill it up with goodies that they find or put a little note in it and cast it into the sea. But while Kyle's wares are tailored to the cruise passengers, her products are mostly local. Her vending machine features over 10 Sitka makers, from locally made jewelry to household products, even smoked salmon. The items range anywhere from $1 to $60. She says creative vending businesses are growing in popularity. She's part of a Facebook support group for people who own vending machines across the country. And they all carry different inventories from high-end electronics to party games to pregnancy tests. There's definitely new people in our group every week. It does seem like it's one of those things that's catching and there's more things. And maybe it's due to COVID because less contact, but um, maybe not. I mean, I think it's just kind of a fun, fun way to try things and to present things that's maybe a bit almost outdated like I don't know like when was the, I can't think of the last time I'd put money in a vending machine that was like a snack vending machine I'm standing next to the machine hoping someone takes the bait a man in a driving cap and a red raincoat walks up and he looks a little downtrodden 
I was looking for something to eat, he tells me a little incredulously, and walks over to the coffee shop to grab a snack. A little later, two women come up and peer through the glass and admire some of the locally made jewelry. But no one buys anything, so since it's a slow day, I decide to become the customer myself. Please select a product. Authorizing. Okay, so I grabbed a couple mystery bags. Let's see what's inside them. In the bag is a smattering of fun stuff, and I don't want to spoil the surprise of its contents. But it does include one of the oracles, and I can see why they're popular. <laughs> it says, "I've been granted the card of the elephant,、um, which gives me stability." And it says, "This month, wisdom will be delivered to you by the unexpected. Seek wisdom wherever you go, and remember that he who does not know one thing knows another." Gives me some lucky numbers too. That's pretty cool. I don't know if Kyle hit her lucky numbers with this vending machine business or not, but the mystery is alluring, and more than anything, a little curious. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Catherine Rose.